let's not feeling like oh shit i'm in, again in a victim mm-hmm. mentality and i cannot be here so making myself victim because i'm in a victim mentality <laughs> <laughs> double victim yeah. Hey guys, welcome to our Soul Fam podcast where I interview space holders from all over the world. I am your host, my name is Carolina, and I am the Connection Catalyst. Today on the show, we have Cameron, the financial freedom expert and the sexuality coach. Welcome to the show, Cameron. How are you doing? Hey, Carolina, I'm great today. Just sitting in the sun and enjoying the sun in Mexico while I'm traveling and really glad and honored to be a part of this podcast today with you. Thanks for inviting me. This is amazing. I really love the vibes you have, this uh, beautiful, colorful t-shirt and the sun and the blue sky behind you. It is amazing for the podcast. It's just freaking perfect. And so I am really curious about your whole spiritual journey and how it has begun and whether you want to talk about it for a long time or just in a shortcut, I would be really glad to hear where did it all start for you and when as well? Like, were you young? Did you have spirituality in your life for your whole life or did it start with a specific experience? I would really love to know. So if you don't mind, please share with us. Yeah, when you, when you were asking question, there was like few steps that came to my mind that they were part of my path. So I actually born and grew up in Islamic family, and because of that, I had to follow rules that they were part of the family and part of the growing up. And yeah, I think I was five years old that I started reading. It was a little bit early, and one of the first things that I wanted to read was like the books that they were like religious books. So I started to read Quran and I was like, oh, this is really nice book. So I started to read Bible and it was like, oh, quite same, but it's a bit different. And then I started to read other books like different religions and I started to realizing like, oh, they're all quite the same. And I had a friend that his father was reading a book about Do Juan, Carlos Castaneda, and then I started to read those books. And I, I would say like that was really like a beginning of the understanding what the spirituality is and what the dreams are and what, what can bring a shaman to the life because that, those books are with the shamans. And then I started to be curious, not really making a decision or thinking about something, but just being curious, like what is in this path and what is with the plant medicine that they are talking about it and what is about all these shamanic experiences that they are talking about it. And it was quite like magic, like feeling, oh, this guy doing this and that guy doing that it would be so magical if I can do it. <laughs> Today I'm actually in Mexico. Wow, exactly so it started early. Customer. Yeah. <laughs> and then today actually I'm in Mexico. I actually, I just realized like all those books about Carlos Castaneda are happening in Mexico <laughs> where he met his shaman. This is amazing. Uh, that was, yeah. So that was really a beginning part of the spirituality and what happened. And I felt like early 20s, I was really obsessed with money. And I was earning a lot of money and I could not hold enough money. And then I was like, okay, there is something wrong because I earn quite a lot of money and I don't have anything. So I started to have courses around money. 
and that <laughs> was really a, yeah and that was really a place that my spirituality start because the more i went to the money to learn how to earn money and how to have more money i dived deeper and deeper in me to understand the, who am i and what i'm doing here and what is the manifestation and what is law of attraction and what is happening here and the deeper i went in there the more spirituality came up and it was actually to the point that when I was 20, since I was 25, I didn't work in any cooperation work anymore. Wow, that's amazing. And you know, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting, right? Because you say the money brought me to the spirit in a way, the money brought me to spirituality, whereas for a lot of spiritual people, like material world and spiritual world are not one. It's like almost the opposite. And, uh, you know, all these asset, ascetism, or I don't know how you say it in uh, in English, Asset, but all yeah. these people who just like get rid of all the all the material things, right? To get more to the spiritual realm, but actually it's all one. And so I think it's so beautiful that you found your way to the spirituality through the money. It's amazing. Yeah, to me nowadays, like everything is one. So there is nothing separated from each other so money is not separated from love and not love is not separated from spirituality so when i can embrace all of things that they're existing on the planet when i can embrace everything that's existing in my spirit then i am in a place that i can really have a full spiritual experience and not by denying something but by admiring and by embracing it because Denial is sign of that don't want to experience this. So in Buddhism, a lot of times they say you have to really deny everything that you have around it. I'm not saying the Buddhism is good or bad, but there is this path that they say, like, you're going to put all the material aside and then you become a spiritual being. And to my practices and to my way, I started to realize, like, everything is welcome and all together can be a spiritual practice. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And I also am right now in the process of uh, releasing the book that I've translated of the author Sarah McCrum. She wrote this book, or actually she didn't write the book, the money wrote the book, um, but she she is the author of this book, Love Money, Money Loves You. And this is straight up channeling from the energy of money to the people. So when you read it, it's like, hello, I am money. You kind of like mismanage me a little bit. This is not how I work. And uh, this book is very, very nice. And it's just, it, it feels like you're building relationship with money. Like it's an energy, it's a friend that you can talk to when you, when you read it. And I just translated this book to Polish and um, I'm going to put it on Amazon soon. I made the deal with the author because truly for me, it was such a transformative journey to realize that money is love that money is energy and it's not like as you said it's not something separate it's money is god as well money is the universe money is just one of the energies that we can bring in our life if we do not block it right with some fears hesitation doubt whatever else we can have there on the way of us having this relationship with money and i've also run some manifestation workshops in the past and i'm gonna run uh, for sure in the future where I said, like, if, if money was your friend, like, do you lock it in the cage and never uh, let it out <laughs> of the cage? You never spend it and you just, like, keep it there or you maybe don't trust it and you're like, okay, you're not going to, maybe you're not going to come to me ever again. So I'm just going to, like, lock you in my room now and not let you go or anything like that. Like, if you treat money as your friend, 
and as the energy that you can just open up to, like like to the rain <laughs> in a way, then you can have a completely shifted perspective on the whole manifestation thing. And it's it's a flow. It's something that really loves us. This energy really loves us. It wants the best for us. And this was one of the biggest, uh, I think, things that I got out of this book that, wow, this energy really cares about me. It really loves me. It really wants the best for me. And I feel like nowadays there is this kind of, like money chasing, I don't know, idea that like we need to work hard to make money and whatever. I even made a YouTube video about it today. Like, I don't believe that we need to work hard to make money at all. <laughs> like, yeah. okay, it depends on what you what you call hard work, but I don't believe that. And what do you think about it? Uh, about working hard for having money is, is kind of like one of the mindset that m many of people that I've worked with, they tell me. So, you know, that society creates a lot of, lot of boxes and lot of way of thinking and one of those way of thinking is you have to work hard for money there is no tree for money and yeah we, we have to work around that because it's kind of like in a subconsciousness and you cannot really change anything in a subconsciousness unless you really access the subconsciousness and to accessing the subconsciousness there is different ways and one of the ways that i suggest people is like affirmation words and then yeah, like I ask them, like money comes easy to me and write it down on a piece of paper and hang it in your kitchen and your bedroom and let your brain just grab this without you reading it or something. Like, because subconsciousness, it works differently than our consciousness. And what we want is like having a new programming and where there is a new programming, everything is start changing. So coming back to manifestation, you can manifest a lot of things. But the most powerful manifestation is a subconsciousness because it's working 24 hours a day without you being busy with it. It's just keep working. So if you're having your subconsciousness that I have worked hard for money, whatever your manifestation is, whatever your work is, your subconsciousness 24 hours a day telling the universe that I have worked hard for money. So you are kind of like having a resistance moving towards the things that you want and then your subconsciousness moving to to the other side it's kind of like pulling a pulling a rope from two sides and playing and see who is more powerful uh, on the other side if you start to reprogram or relearn your subconsciousness in a way that your subconsciousness thinks differently which is kind of one of the work one of the way that i tell people is this affirmation words that you hang out so your subconsciousness starts to thinking money comes easy to me so instead of pulling a rope they're going to become in the same in the same way so it can become a synergy and what you said about money and friendship like there is a history of money is really simple everybody knows it and in the same time is really powerful to really know it and where the money comes from Back in a time, few thousand years ago, every farmer had their apple or they had their bananas or they had their coconut and they had to come to the market to exchange the coconut with the apple, to exchange a banana with the coconut. And it was quite a difficult thing because sometimes the coconut farmer had enough apple and he didn't want an apple and he wanted the rice. So the, the other farmer had to go with the apples to the rice farmer, which was in the other city, get the rice coming back. So all that, they, they needed something that everybody wants it. And then they come to this genius idea to revolution that, come, that, that is money. 
But before we go and say, what is this genius idea? As a farmer, you have to work in your farm to get apple. So what become an apple is actually your energy. And what become money is actually your energy. So if you don't like money, it's almost like saying, I don't like my energy. And if you're denying your own energy, it just means nothing like, I don't like my own energy. So what energy you like? Because it changes to money. I don't like my own energy. So embracing my own energy gives me like having more energy and it's multiplied. And the other thing is because many people misuse the en this energy, misuse this energy with the power. So we started to think that money is bad. We didn't realize that that person did that to us. And we started to feel like that money did that to us. And that doesn't mean that person is bad. That person been traumatized and he's been in his own process, but it's not a money fault. And it's not that person's fault. It's, this is what it is. If you live as a rabbit in a jungle, you might be a prey. If you live as a wolf in a jungle, you might be a hunter and still a prey. If you live as a lion, you are a hunter and still a prey. So it's just like understanding what the nature is and what we are doing and how our energy works instead of getting like emotional around it, really working in it and feeling like this is what it is. And I'm also part of this nature. Mm. And I'm also like, I can get more of it. I can get as much as I want. And then understanding that I'm also like human, which is means like earthy human and also connected to the galaxy, connected to the galactic center. And I can want whatever I want because I'm a creator and a creature in the same times because I created the whole world so I can create whatever else what I want. So just understanding that I am part of this whole universe and I can create whatever I want that gives you this power to go for it. So I have a question about the learnings that you got, because you said, okay, I earned so much money and I lost it. So something was wrong. Uh, so you started looking into what is it that made you uh, spend all this money or made you not have money at some point. So what were your biggest learnings from this period? What did you learn on your journey about money that would, that would help people who are maybe feeling the same way? Like they cannot keep money. Well, yeah, there is a lot of things to talk about. Like one of the things that I was, I've been conditioned to think. So I had a holes in my pocket. Let's start from there. Which is means I was earning like three times bigger than my uncle. And my uncle had a family and he could, he could feed his family and pay rent and everything. And I had three times more than him and I couldn't just live on my own. So apparently I had a huge hole in my pocket. And when I started to work on it, I started to realizing a lot of things, including my conditioning around money. And one of the biggest conditioning that I had, it was like, I am poor. Uh, I always felt like we don't have enough. So I always wanted to show off. So I just always wanted to buy the best things ever. And not necessarily they were the best things ever, but I was just spending a lot of money to buy the best jeans that I thought because they were the most expensive jeans. 
So I would spend like $500 to buy these jeans. And two weeks later, buy another sneakers for $500 and then buy these. And, and so I, I was keep buying things that I actually didn't need. So I had like wardrobes full of clothes that I wouldn't wear at all. So basically what I was earning, I was just spending on the things that I didn't want it, but I just had the money so I could. And then at the end of the month, I had to pay my rent and I didn't have the money to pay my rent because I already spent all this money to get all these beautiful things in the house. So I had to borrow money from my friends to pay the rent <laughs> and then in the middle of the month, pay them back because I was actually earning a lot of money. Back in a time, like 20 years ago, I was earning around four or five grand a month. And for the 20, 21 years old, boy, it's quite a lot of money. I could live with a 500,000 euro <laughs> and so on and so forth. Yeah, I yes, can imagine So that. on and so forth. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go to this party and get all the best drinks for all my friends and doing this and doing that. So I just wanted to show off in a way. And I just wanted to spend all this money because I didn't feel that I, I am worthy to have this much of money. I was really good in my job. So I would get like more money and get promotions and everything but i was really bad in spending money so it, it was like unbalanced income for me and during this time i actually learned like mm -hmm. one of the things that i learned it was like how to spend my money actually and one of the things that i started learning is like what how rich people think and how rich people act because having a five macbook great i don't need i don't know if i need five macbook but if i have one macbook and i have a stocks of apple i don't know if i want to have a stocks of apple but just thinking like if i have instead of four other apple macbook buying a stocks in a few years i'm gonna get more out of it than the other four macbook and if i buy the most expensive car in the most expensive moment is that the best idea or if i buy it if i buy some assets to keep it to see like what my life gonna be and you know like understanding what passive income is and what active income is and like understanding how i can work for myself and not work for the others and there was a lot of things that i learned i feel like in a five years time i learned so much that the first thing i did i was like okay i'm not working for anybody and I'm going to work for myself. And what was really crazy, because the first job that I did for myself, I invested like $2,000. And I could earn around the $50,000, $60,000 from that $2,000. And my family were like, how did you do that? And I was like, I invested so much time to learn this. So I can do this. It's not a big deal. And it's still today, like... For me, the mm -hmm. most easiest thing is like just making a money and living with it. And my passion become to the place because I actually believe that everybody can be rich. We can live in a world that everybody feel rich and everybody feel they have enough. And that's, that's my vision. That's my dream. And I don't know if I can make it in my lifetime, but if I can make five more people that they think that they are more rich, that is like, that's my goal. Like, okay, now we have like five more rich people around us that they feel healthy rich. They feel like they can live like a king and 
all that feeling that we can share together. Mm, that's beautiful. I have a very similar vision to you because I would also love everyone to be abundant and everyone to be rich because I feel like then a lot of problems of the, in the world today would go away if everyone was abundant, right? And so it's also about the mindset, uh, how we think about money and how we treat this energy as we were mentioning before. And something that comes to my mind as a question to you is, you know, in all these personal development classes or workshops, they talk about taking massive action to achieve your goals and to make money and to do this and, and so on. And I believe like, sure, it is about taking action, but it is also or even mostly about shifting your energy so that you identify as a person with like wealth mindset, right? And you act and behave like a person who is wealthy or who can keep uh, abundance or uh, open the flow to abundance to them. So what is your perspective on taking action versus mindset work in terms of creating abundance in your life? Yeah, to me, both of them are important, but let's let's really just get into them. Uh, so when you are manifesting, is the first step is to ask. So you ask what you want. The second step is to go in the receiving mode, which means that you make yourself ready to receive. And that is the place that you might want to take an action and you might want to be in that mentality. And making, taking an action is kind of like, a, you know, it's kind of like a oracle. It's kind of like a receiving a direct information from the galactic center that this is your way. And then you get that information. And if you don't take an action on that, it means that you are not going towards it. And it doesn't mean like you have to work hard and do everything, but just really being in a receiving mode that the Oracle can arrive into your human body. And when you hear that Oracle, then you don't wait. You just take an action on it. And when you take action, you see like, oh, it happened. So it is, it is kind of tricky way because in a society that being productive is so valued and sitting back is unvalued, what I want to say, you have to actually sit back and feel into your manifestation, to feel into your request and really like feeling like this is really what I want. Or am I asking through my conditioning? And if this is what I really want, there is there is like this whole galactic center that they are working with you because law of attraction says like attracts like. So if you are in that energetic field, what is happening that the whole galactic center, the piece of it that is in the same vibe, they have all the answers, they have all the solutions. So when you are feeling in that galactic center, when you are feeling in that energetic field, you have all the answer. And one of them is clicking with your energy and you can just get that oracle and start to going for it because everything is already exist. We just have to tap into it. We already have to just go into it. So taking action in that sense and being ready to receive in that sense, they are both in the same thing. And it's not, it doesn't mean like, okay, I manifested this and I have to go and work hard to get it. 
it's not necessarily means like mm-hmm. I have to follow the same the same rat race to get what I want. It actually means like being ready to yeah. see like what are the options to go for. Like what I like about Jack Confield that he he wrote a work mm-hmm. he wrote a book. What is it? Is I forgot its name. It's kind of about a soul and chicken, chicken soup for the soul. Yeah, chicken soup for the soul. And when when he wrote this book, he was he he was not a millionaire. So he got this information. I have to write this book. He write this book, and he got this information that he has to talk with somebody who was a part of the magazine that they wanted to look for the new authors and. He wrote about this author, and he sold one million of his book in a month or two months, and he become a millionaire. So it, there is like action, feeling into it, going to the right places because that energy is existing, and everything comes together. It's kind of a puzzle. It's like finding all these pieces of the puzzle and mm-hmm. putting them next to each other, and you feel the magic. And you know, like there is a thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And there is a thing like feeling into it. Like if you don't feel good, you should not do it. Because that that is like yeah, so simple yeah, and so spot it, it, It's it's kind of <laughs> like a direction. It's like kind of like your gut feeling telling you what to do and what not to do, which we are used to say, "Hey, fuck off! Don't listen to this." I have a mind. I'm gonna think. I'm gonna write what is logic and what is not logic. I'm gonna make a decision. And what I wanna really bring, okay, embrace the mind and use the gut for making the decisions, and let the gut tell you what is the next steps because that gut feeling has all the access to hold the universe, which your mind doesn't. And with your mind, you can make decisions about like, okay, if two plus two, what gonna come? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I abs- absolutely vibe with everything you said because for me, of course, you need to take action. And I always say to my clients, because I also work with beliefs, uh, I use this method called Psych-K where we work on beliefs. And I say always like, if you have a belief that you're a multimillionaire, but you're going to just sit on the couch and watch TV the whole day, you're probably not going to be a multimillionaire, right? Because there is no action, no activation. The beliefs create potential and what creates results is action. So of course, I'm also a believer in taking action, but it's not everything. Action is not everything. I feel like we need to first remove the internal resistance and discover like, what are these parts of us that actually don't want to achieve this goal? Kind of like secondary gains, right? Like what is the part of me that is maybe scared to receive this or is maybe feeling, as you said, unworthy of um, having this or not deserving of having all this abundance. And then when we resolve this conflict internally, when we talk to this part of us that is like in resistance to whatever we want to create, then we can resolve it and integrate it. And then the wholeness of it's not go there because this is scary. Maybe making more money will bring me more responsibility or maybe it's going to, uh, yeah, bring me more, make me more disconnected from my family. So, yeah, I think we need to be really aware uh, of all these parts of us as well and look into them before we if, if we don't have it already manifested in our life, there has to be some part that actually doesn't want that. But yeah, any, anytime we want to manifest something and we 
don't get it. That means that there is a part of us that is actually resisting it, right? So it might be scared of achieving it, or it might be feeling like, oh, I'm going to have too much responsibility, or maybe I'm going to lose a connection with my family or friends. If I'm more wealthy than them, then maybe we're not going to be on the same level. So we always need to look at what is actually blocking us from manifesting our desire. And I, I also do with my clients parts work where you channel these parts of us where if you have resistance, you will actually become this part and you and you feel what kind of needs or roles or desires you have as this part that is kind of pulling you in this opposite direction, as you said, right? Pulling the rope. It's like, nope, we're not going to manifest this wealth because it's going to be bad for us and it's unsafe. And I prefer to keep safe and be certain and work nine to five and just be where I'm at. And, but yeah, if we want to go to the next level, we need to, first of all, look into these parts and to the subconscious mind, as you said, of what beliefs are blocking us and also be brave enough to go out of our comfort zone because not everything that we want to manifest comes in a way that is going to be within our comfort right sometimes we need to step out of that and do something that we've never done before like I've never done podcasts before I started this podcast but I know that I have a vision and I believe in it and I want to create something bigger um, than than only this podcast with with Ricky and so because uh, I don't know if I mentioned it to you but this is just the first step to creating the social networking app uh, for conscious people so the podcast is just the first step and I have never done it before and I had all kinds of insecurities come up before I started but I know that in order to grow and in order to attract more abundance and bring more value to the world I need to do something more so I need to go outside of my comfort zone and sometimes it is scary but if we want to manifest the life of our dreams I feel like it's such a necessary step to to do this right to be brave enough and courageous to actually leave your old ways of thinking and living behind and then bring some new ways and new behaviors new things to do maybe or maybe just more enjoyment in your current job and more relaxation and um, less stress right because something needs to change in order for something to change right so we cannot uh, yeah we cannot keep doing what we were doing before and attract more money i believe that we need to always expand if we want to expand our abundance and so apart from the affirmation work that you say that you do what other methods would you recommend for someone who maybe still struggles with manifestation and struggles with money and feeling like there is always enough and more than enough for them well it's really fundamental work actually is like to understanding what the universe is and what we are here for because if you born and grew up in a city that you never been on the beach and you never saw all these crabs and all these turtles and that you never experienced the sand it's, it's it's really difficult for me to just explain to you and tell you like yeah if you go on the beach there is a sand and all these crabs coming out of the holes and every single wave that it comes they go inside the hole and then there is a turtles that they're gonna patch and come out of the hole and then all of a sudden you see 300 turtles small turtles coming and wanting to go inside the ocean yeah it, it sounds really amazing what you're saying but i can't feel it because i've never been there so when when you are growing up in the city coming back to the same situation and you just saw the fast food and all the people that they are working in nine to five and this is the way that we are living and you never experienced like how other people live it's really difficult to really understand this so it's a fundamental work to really willing to expand to understand what is happening there and yeah it is it is like it's like 
breaking. It's like breaking a house to build a new house. Mm -hmm. And to break the house, because this is the most scariest part, like you, you build all this belief system that you believe like this is my life and this is the way it works. And then somebody tell you, hey, you have to be really broke all this off and then build a new thing because you want a different life. People think that, yeah, you're right. I got it. I don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> so the idea is to really go going going slowly to understand like what does that feel like to meet somebody who who is there and say hey I understand your fears I understand your conditions and I'm here I can show you what is happening here and then the second step is to trust that person that has been through this process and showing you all the steps that it takes to come here and also explaining a risk because one of the one of the words that's been not very well described in our society is the word risk because risk creates expansion risk creates bigger opportunity and what we see as a risk is like if i risk I might lose everything and to think that so what is my comfort zone if if you if you draw a line a circle this is my comfort zone and just draw myself in the middle of the comfort zone and the outside of the comfort zone is scary and there is fear and there is risk and then whenever i go outside this comfort zone i can expand so one step out of the comfort zone and exploring that area, that area become comfort zone again. So by risking, actually you're expanding your comfort zone. So every time that you go a little bit further in, in expanding your comfort zone, in the risking, you're expanding your comfort zone. And the bigger your comfort zone is, then the bigger opportunity you have. That is also like to understanding what the risk is. And the other thing that I really fundamentally work with people is a victim mentality and mm -hmm. uh, the victim mentality is really a big thing because like 99% of the world have this feeling of being victim. I actually work with the rich people. I actually work with the people that they have tons of money and they don't feel the abundance. Wow. Because what I'm teaching is not how to become rich, what I'm teaching how how to feel abundance. Mm -hmm. So I've worked with the people that they have like millions of pounds, millions of dollars, and then they feel there is injustice. They feel there is shit happening. And then of course there is shit happening and there is injustice, but right, how to feel this abundance and how to, we can create this. So to go there is like, what is the victim mentality? And the victim mentality is really beautiful in a way. There is a thousand ways of saying it. If you search victim on a Google, you got so many things about it that you can read. There's so many books written around being victim. And one of the most beautiful things that I, I feel is most beautiful, I talk about it, is like victims are the good people. Mm. Because there is many of the victims and they can always talk with each other. And vi victims are normally in the bars and they talk about what problems they've been like, what, what, what was my boyfriend and what was my boss and 
how it would be and the other victim has the same story and they can just talk about it the whole night and drink more and more beer and uh, talk about it and it really feels good to be victim because the community is really big and everybody is good people because because the other side of the victim is the bad people because mm-hmm. whoever who does that is the bad people but if you if you look at it on the other side you see that those bad people, if you go to them, they are also a victim in their way because they come and say, yeah, my girlfriend did this and my my employee does that. So everybody kind of want to be inside this good people community to just play the victim and feel good about it. And that that's really dangerous part, dangerous place to be because you're actually taking the responsibility out of your hands. It's not you doing anything. Like some of these rich people that I talk with them is like they're a victim because they're born rich, because their parents were rich. So they are a victim because their parents did this and that. And not seeing their blessing and not using their blessing to the good of the world, but seeing it as a curse and then use and feeling shit all their life. It's, it's just like, kind of like, why even you born? Mm. You didn't come here to, to, to suffer. You did come here to, to experience. You come here to experience emotions and like feeling into that and coming out of this victim mentality and taking responsibility for everything that exists. If you are told, take responsibility for it because you actually choose. Maybe you don't remember it. Because that was part of it that you should not remember. But you choose before you come. Mm-hmm. So you choose to come in this family that is rich. And you choose to come in this family that is poor. And you choose to come in this family that is living in the war. And you choose to come in this family. Because you actually choose everything before you come. And really taking that responsibility and saying, okay, I got it. I'm responsible here. I'm going to work with it. And I'm going to feel into it. And whatever it comes is welcome. Mm-hmm. And if there is a pain coming, it's welcome. And if there is a good coming, it's welcome. And l- living into this, into this experience and really feeling the emotions. And when you have to cry, to cry. And when you have to get angry, get angry. And when you have to love, to love. And when you have to celebrate, to celebrate. And also not saying as a crying is not a celebration because crying is also a celebration. Whatever emotion is, there is no such thing as a good emotion or a bad emotion. Is we have like intense emotion and like not intense emotion. Yeah. And then experiencing those emotions and really embracing those emotions and living into it. Yeah. That's so spot on, man. I, I really resonate with everything you're saying. It's so spot on. I just want to uh, ask you because I agree that we have so much victim mentality in the world. And I think this is one of the main things that is stopping us from achieving what we desire. And I feel like some of it comes from religion, I feel, because there is this big theme like, you know, there is a, a Satan who is like a villain and then you are a victim and Jesus or Muhammad or whoever there is a savior. And it just ingrains in our culture and in us this kind of like, okay, we are a victim of the devil, we are the, there's Satan, there is like a bad force, we, we're born with the sin or whatever else uh, the beliefs are, right? So it kind of like sets us up in this 
victim mentality already and when we can really understand that we are a creator of every single situation even the bad things that are happening to us are a result of the energy that we carry or our souls carries from the past and now it's just a reflection of this energy right everything that happens to us is actually happening for us so that either we can heal something or we can experience amazing things in life and so i so agree with with you that one of the biggest things is to just get out of this victim mentality and feel like you are the creator of your own life because you really are but i feel like for most of the people who haven't maybe got this understanding or experience of the fact that okay i am the soul and i am born in this life in this family for this, this reason i feel like this is um a challenging thing to remember when we feel like low and feel like a victim it's it's challenging to just get to this perspective oh yeah my soul chose it uh, and it's all sweet because you know it's all my choice and i'm a creator so what would you say to people who maybe struggle to just get out of this mindset of victim like how what is the best tip you could give them hmm. yeah there, there is two parts that we can talk about it is because it's actually really profound and fundamental work because it's part of our shadow work that to point towards instead of outside when so the very first sentence that it comes to me is whenever your thought is like somebody else is in this charge or somebody else fault is that that thought is already the problem mm -hmm. so if you think like the problem is outside that thought is a problem mm -hmm. It's really fundamental to think about it. And then when you see that, okay, I feel like my girlfriend made this, and then I realize, okay, this thought is a problem. So what I'm experiencing with that? And it's starting to feeling like, okay, when my girlfriend do that, I experience this. And where that experience come from? Okay, because that experience brings me to my childhood because my neighbor did that. And really like going inwards. Mm-hmm. And going more and more inwards instead of going outwards. And of course, we can just point everything out and make all this reason that the whole world is fucked up. And we can make so many reasons that this is not working because of this and that. And just give it like a, giving a chance for once to see if I go inward, what can happen? What would I feel? What would I find? And if that works for one time, maybe it works for the second time as well. And if that works for second time, maybe it works for the third time as well. So like, instead of having a finger outside, because when you have your finger, one finger is outside, actually there is three fingers inside showing like, hey, you are, you are the problem. Uh, that is really like a fundamental place to see. And the other thing is actually, I would like to really share it. When I'm this this mentality, when I'm in this victim mentality, when I'm really down in energy, I cannot actually feel any of those. Sometimes I need to stay in that energy. Sometimes I need to drown. And that is also okay. Let's embrace that as well. Let's not feeling like, oh shit, I'm in, again in a victim mentality and I cannot be here. So making myself victim because I'm in a victim mentality. <laughs> Double victim. <laughs> yeah. So that is also part of it. So what, what I want to bring here, so whenever you feel that, it's all good. Just stay in it. And my suggestion is the way that I work with it. I just go to nature and let the nature heal me jump in a river and mm -hmm. let the river baptize me 
jump in a lake mm-hmm. and let the lake baptize me. Just just going to the nature because nature has this healing energy. It's not a healing energy. It's just like a, you know, sometimes we are not connecting with the energy of the universe, and nature is always connected with the energy of universe because they can't do anything else. So just being in nature, nature starts healing us because it's just like being in that universal energy. It just starts to baptizing our energy. Mm. That's one of the things. If you don't have access to go to the to the nature, the other thing is like open YouTube and uh, randomly check all the baby goods that they are out and look at the video of the baby goods for two minutes <laughs> and see like how wonderful they are and let yourself to come to the laughter or baby humans or like there is so many videos on youtube that they can really change your mood and let let yourself to change your mood by consciously and just just give it a second like okay i know i'm really in a fucked up mood and i know i cannot change it but i just want to watch a few videos to have a little bit of laughter and let yourself to have a little bit of laughter and see the situation again because it changes mm-hmm that's perfectly said awesome so that shifting the energy yeah this is so good and i really believe in this energy shifts because in nlp you can even call it a pattern interrupt when you're like feeling so low and something happens that kind of like changes your uh, perspective it can completely break your pattern of thinking and shift you to a completely new identity and new energy so yeah that's so so cute about the baby goats i already imagined them and i already feel better now <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing it all. Unfortunately, we uh, got to end it here, but I could talk to you for hours because you just have so much beautiful wisdom flowing through you. So thank you so, so much for sharing your energy with us and being on this podcast. And yeah, I'm really, really grateful because all the things that you uh, said are freaking gems. And so I'm sure that all the people who listen, who struggle with manifesting what they desire, got a lot out of it. So thank you, dear brother, for agreeing to be with us today. I'm sending you so, so, so much love thank you so much for having me it was a pleasure and honor to be here and i really enjoyed also this conversation thank you so much thank you so much beautiful souls for being with us today and if you'd like to find cameron on instagram it's financial freedom by cameron k-a-m-r-a-n so find him if you'd like to uh, jump on a call or maybe get some coaching about uh, abundance and I'm also a coach of manifestation so if you'd like to find me I'm the connection catalyst on Instagram so thank you again for being with us today and stay tuned to the next episode